So with homeschooling, I allow parents to kind of consult with me. And what we do is we get a complete game plan together that works for uh, the child, but also the family unit. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And let me tell you, we got a dynamite interview for you today. This is going to be a little bit different, and I think it's really important. And we're going to be talking today with uh, Mary Riesenbeck. She is a a client of ours. Uh, She just published her book within the last year, and she is an absolute expert at homeschooling. And one of the things that I have heard from lots of my entrepreneur friends over the last two years is that we got to rethink how we're educating our kids. And I don't mean in general as a society, although that may be true. Most of them are like, I got three kids at home and we've got to do something different. And um, and so I wanted to invite Mary on today to talk about that. She has been uh, teaching since uh, 2000 um, and she got into it after watching her dyslexic son and daughter really struggle in the traditional school environment. And she became a teacher at the same school as her children. Then she really discovered a unique approach to engage kids really across the whole spectrum, both kids that had challenges and kids that that didn't and really work them all and integrate them all together. And, you know, from really from kids with the what she calls invisible learning differences to traditional learners and gifted students and and even what um, what she calls twice exceptional kids. So she's developed something called the Reasonbeck Maverick Learning Method and consulted with homeschooling families all over the place to help them use those methods to homeschool their kids in a really fun and stress-free way. And uh, I'm excited to have her here. Mary Reasonbeck, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, you know, we we got a little behind the scenes look as your book was being developed and got to work with you on that, which was really exciting. And one of the things that I learned through the the development of your book is I started seeing how many people, and of course, this was happening, you know, kind of on the tail end of of a lot of the COVID lockdowns of the schools, I saw so many of my business owner friends going, it's time to do something different. And I know we went through that with our, our own, you know, our youngest, we've got uh, four, we've got one left at home. We moved him from the public schools into the private schools. We considered homeschooling. And one of the things that I, I, I love about your approach is you look at the family and the, the kid and try and find the optimal solution for them you know, wherever it is. And so I'm excited to talk about that today. Um, I would love it if you give everybody just a little bit of background about you and um, and maybe update. And we talked about how you got into teaching, but maybe update some of the things that have happened, you know, since the book has come out, because you're, you've kind of become a homeschooling celebrity. Oh, well, that's, well, thank you very much. I don't know about a celebrity yet, but I mean, um, I, I am very happy to be in the industry and it was by accident. Um, I have been in 
teaching for 22 years. And it was in a traditional setting where it was brick and mortar. And it was based on a Montessori philosophy, which was really sort of outside of the box. And it really created an environment for me to be able to look at children in multi-age classrooms and be able to see the different needs. And what I realized through that process was that a individualized, personalized education is really the way to foster learning in an intrinsic way. So a lot of times we will find um, frustrations uh, with even the parents, the children, even with the teachers themselves, uh, when somebody is not learning in a traditional manner and they're not keeping up with the race with you know all of the timelines that I feel are unreasonable simply because not everyone is exactly identical and not everyone process information the same way. So with homeschooling, I allow parents to kind of consult with me. And what we do is we get a complete game plan together that works for uh, the child, but also the family unit, because the family unit is also extremely important for learning to be a wonderful place, uh, eager to do it every single day and not have those, you know, harnesses that we all sometimes uh, rely on just to keep up with the race, the race that everyone has to be on the same page at the same time at, you know, um, at the same age. And so uh, with that came a great opportunity with homeschooling. And it was by accident. My children uh, have dyslexia and dysgraphia, and it's uh, actually uh, quite severe. And what was interesting about them is they were twice exceptional, which simply means that um, they are very gifted uh, intellectually. But when you have to read and write and, and take all that information and put it on paper or uh, take your eyes and transcribe that into your brain to read it, um, that was something that they struggled with. So there was an imbalance with the way that they were being able to be taught because it was kind of an anomaly, like they, the teachers sometimes thought they were faking it. So through that, I pulled them out because of their self-esteem. I learned that if you focus on their passions, talents, and gifts, those what we call deficiencies with less stress seem to blossom. So uh, everything kind of starts to even itself out. Both my children are college graduates, and they went to their first choice college. And it was through that process of homeschooling that made me realize that maybe the traditional learning in general, what we've been used to for the last 150 years, is something we need to look at differently. If it's not working, then fix it. And how do we fix it? Well, we look at what's working. And what's working for, for me and my perspective is to really individualize and personalize that. And you can really do that with homeschooling, even if you're working full time and also if you are not in your mind wealthy enough to take on homeschooling because both parents have to work 
or you, you just don't have the means to create a fulfilling curriculum. There are so many different avenues and different ways for you to approach homeschooling that it can literally work for everyone. That's my true belief. Well, and I, I want to come back to that, that time concept in a minute, because I think that that's what holds a lot of people back is that, oh, how, you know, husband and wife, and they're both working. The thought is well, one of us is going to have to stop and be with the kids. So I want to come back to that in a minute, because I think that's a big fallacy. That's one of the things I learned as we went through the process of, of helping create your book. There's just so many resources, but you said something really important. You're, you know, we've got four kids. Every one of them learned and learns differently, you know, and we noticed that and, you know, and yet they were sort of trying to be forced through a, a school system that's designed for everyone to be the same. Right. And one of the things that I learned from you is that you've got this really great way of blending students of different ages, which would happen naturally in a family that's homeschooling and also of different learning styles and abilities that really is, I think, quite remarkable. When you begin to think about, like, if you take a group of three kids or four kids or five kids that a family is trying to homeschool and they're all these different ages, how do you begin to think about integrating all of that? What's your approach? Well, you can take, well, for me, I am a big believer in academic-based musicals. And when I say that, it's not necessarily that you're on the stage and doing a production, which I really like to do. That's one of my favorite things that I do like to do with children. But if you're homeschooling, that method translates and it translates through the songs, the movement, the dialogue. And if you get creative at home, uh, you want to add some costume pieces. So all of it really sticks. It crosses over age groups. So they're going to learn exactly what they are capable of learning at that time. And as they grow through this process, they're going to learn a little bit more, a little bit more, be more invested. You know, they're going to want to investigate what they are questioning. So you can take that and then explore that unit. And it depends on the maturity of the child and where they are in their learning style. So I'm a big proponent of um, music and, and theater and play. Uh, all the way into even a teen years. I mean, I don't call it play because, oh, uh, you know, you know, teens don't play <laughs> anymore. But I mean, in a Just way cool. of being interactive, you know, I change it to interactive. And so they accept that term. But um, it really is about um, harnessing all those senses and then allowing the children to absorb the information that they're ready to absorb. And then anything that they aren't, you just keep going. You just carry through with it. And um, with music, it really does kind of stick in their head. And it, they don't have to be Christina Aguilera. They don't have to be, you know, the next James Dean. That's not what the point is. The point is to be able to uh, take a lot of information in because there's a lot of information that children today are required to learn, but also be able to do it in a fun, creative way. And with that creativity, spark critical thinking, which will then explore at their level uh, how they are going to research a topic further. Yeah. And the key there is getting them to begin to think critically. And, uh, you know, and sounds like what you're really doing is trying to in, engage them, not just to sort of sit and listen to a lecture, which is 
the way most schools are structured, right? Mm -hmm. But you're actually getting them to be a part of and participate in the learning, you know, so it's an active process, is it not? Oh, 100% to immerse yourselves. Like uh, a, uh, if we're talking about medieval time or early Renaissance time, well, um, we have an academic-based musical we can pull from, but also you can take them to a Renaissance fair. And you can actually research these things and see uh, which ones aren't like pop-up fairs, but have more of a history base to them and really have them uh, watch uh people blow glass, uh, have people shearing, you know, the sheep for wool, you know, and actually then being able to take it and do it. And I mean, it just really has a lasting effect because when you are, when you're experiencing it, um, you don't get lost in, in the translation. You, you are, you're experiencing it. So it, it really, it, it's a, it's just a way to solidify learning. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's deal with kind of the elephant in the room. Everybody who thinks about homeschooling, if they're running a business at the same time, their first thought is, how am I ever going to do this? How am I ever going to find the time? I'm already working far too many hours. Um, how am I going to do this? So I want to talk about how you deal with the time piece of it and and find ways for them to be able to to do this. Oh, I guess the greatest example um, would be my uh, last client and her daughter just graduated uh, from high school. And I worked with them from the time, uh, well, I was her second grade teacher. So they came back to me uh, when she was in high school. She was having difficulties um, in her eighth grade year. And so they decided to roll her over to homeschooling. And they had the same questions when they started her in ninth grade. They said, we work, you know, sometimes, you know, 50, 60 hour week. And this is something that we can't um, deviate from. This is something that is actually our lifestyle. This is this is how we do it. And this is how we make a living. And this is how we live. And at the same time, they're like, we need her to have an individualized, personalized education. And we love your approach. And so how do we do we make that happen with our busy works schedule? Well, I am. Uh, an educational manager. And so I, I, they knew me as a teacher. So when I rolled over into that um, next business model for them, they were really enthusiastic and wanted to know exactly what that looked like. And so basically what I did was I took time with Alyssa and I just saw her gifts, her talents, uh, really worked an entire curriculum around that. And part of that was um, going to an enrichment center and having like um, a, a drop off uh, where she, it was like she was in school. I was still on the campus, but it was that she was still on a campus, still navigating that and being able to uh, really experience different teachers and things like that. And so uh, with an educational manager, you have that option to be able to make it a very healthy learning uh, journey, uh, a great academic journey while not interrupting your work life and uh, not, you know, missing meetings and things like that. There's someone there 
walking that student allow down a path of learning that is based on uh, their gifts, their talents, and and things like that. And she did so well. I'm so proud of her. Um, she graduated. She also graduated with her uh, teacher's uh, assistant certificate, and she is starting as a teacher's aide uh, this fall. That's fantastic. And um, when you're working with people, do, are they surprised by the number of resources that are available? I mean, it's not just homeschooling isn't just you've got the kids at the kitchen table all day. Right. No, teaching them. No, in right? fact, that's awful. No, that's in fact, that's what, you know, um, they thought we were going to do. And they actually got a little place in their office for us to like sit there all day. And I mean, the walls were closing in. I said, we got to get out of here. Learning is not about sitting down for me. Learning is not about sitting down at a table and just grinding. Now, a lot of people like that style of learning and there's nothing wrong with that. But for us, it's about getting out, going to the museums, uh, making sure that when you are uh, expanding whatever uh, unit that you're learning about, that it's a hands-on and that you're getting proper education in the sense of the right teachers to teach the right subjects. And there's so many resources where you can find that online, in-person, co-ops, enrichment centers, and it's a really fulfilling uh, educational path. And you also get that extracurricular too. So you get the theater, you get the art, you can participate in sports. I mean, it's really remarkable. She went to prom, she went to um, a Disney night for grad grad night. She went. She had a full graduation. Uh, she experienced it all that all, especially like high schoolers want to experience in those, you know, final years of high school. And through homeschooling and her parents working as many hours as they worked, they allowed her through an educational manager that experience and such a beautiful individualized way and she has special needs so that on top of it was um something that was really wonderful because sometimes when you have special needs and you go on an academic journey your self-esteem is lower and with this kind of journey that allowed her to spread her wings and really explore those things that she did well, it absolutely made her self-esteem soar. And so that, that was just um, a remarkable experience. And I see it all the time. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, and I think, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview is because I know that there are people listening who are struggling, you know, with things, um, either struggling with the school that their children are in, or they're struggling with, um, you know, kids that have special needs or kids that just aren't learning in the traditional environment. You know, and a lot of times as business owners, we think, well, if we just buckle down and, and push a little harder, we'll solve the problem because that's often how we solve problems. Right. But I think bringing it out, being open about it and saying, look, there's this whole other world over here. And, and um, I saw a statistic recently that I think public school enrollment is down by about a million kids. And I, and I think nationwide and then homeschooling has just skyrocketed over the last 18 months because we were all forced to do it. And right. then people said, you know what? Liked it. We're going to. Yeah, they liked it. 
but there are there are there are some of these challenges to making it really work well. That's um, right. You know, and you've got you've got all sorts of resources, and I know you're based in California, but you've got resources across the country I that do. support families. Talk a little bit about the networks that are popping up, kind of all over that that are there to support families. Well, there's so many uh, networks across the United States that support uh, homeschool families. And um, if you like online, because a lot of people like online, um, there's things like outschool.com. You get really excellent teachers from outschool.com that you can actually fill in the blanks too. And they are a la carte. So it's something that if you need geometry and you want to do a semester with just one teacher and get it out of the way, that is something that you can strive for. There's uh, enrichment centers that when you go out, you can um, see those creative classes that you're looking for or something like me that I do, which is academic based musicals, which is a creative way of learning core subjects. Uh, there's just so many avenues that um, someone can take. And if your child has special needs, so when I say that, um, I mean all kinds of special needs. There are ways to get those resources that um, you're looking for, the services that you get through the district, like OT, PT, um, all those um, reading services that you may be looking for, like Orton Gillingham, those things are available in the homeschool world. As you were saying, Steve, um, there's a big exodus with students, right? Well, also with teachers, because the teachers are also tired of the bureaucracy and the fact that they're being told what to do by people who don't even teach and have no experience in it at all. They just want to start telling teachers how to run their classrooms. And these kids are not robots. So they're actually running to the homeschool community. And we are building up a homeschool community, not only just with homeschooling parents, but with uh, teaching professionals that also have backgrounds um, for special needs kids and a specialized training for reading and math difficulties. And there's just a, a wonderful kind of a revolution happening within the educational system in this country. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And it's pretty, pretty interesting to watch. It's sort of happening organically, um, it but is. it's happening fast. Um, As I say, it's homegrown. So, That's how I say, you know, yeah, it is. Exactly. Homegrown, <laughs> homeschool. So I want to pivot a little bit. I want to talk about your book um, because your book's amazing. And, you know, when you came to us looking to write the book, you were really just beginning to launch your consulting business. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. And, and it's really been the catalyst for a lot of things. So what has that experience been like in terms of, you know, starting the business from this perspective of like being seen as an expert right off the bat? I mean, I know all kinds of crazy, amazing things have happened. Yes, it's been actually uh, quite wonderful. And a lot has happened since the, the book was published. And uh, it did give me that extra edge, that credibility, where um, I got 
two um, national articles that have been published uh, based on the contents of my book. Uh, another one I actually I wrote and, and it was published in a homeschool community uh, and it, it's in like every Kroger or Costco and it's it's a magazine digitally and it gets mailed to families as well. It's been a lot of exposure and I am so grateful for it because it is bringing families um, to me that are a bit nervous because they don't want the crisis schooling that happened during COVID. They want a homeschooling experience that is family nurtured and to be able to expand on community and to be able to base their learning on their gifts and talents and and their accomplishments. Because when you base learning on your accomplishments, you just build up that self-esteem and then everything that might be difficult, you can absolutely reel in and tackle because they're not tired with low self-esteem. So it really gives families that, that opportunity. And I'm just really grateful um, because of the book and I am now holding, I'm hosting um, online events for homeschooling families. And I have a panel of experts that come on and it's really exciting uh, to be able to have that opportunity to do that. And I believe that the book and being able to access my thoughts right away without even having to talk to me. Uh, really solidifies that relationship. And so they are eager to continue and, and move forward and see, you know, exactly where I can service and maybe give them some resources that they're looking for. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it really, I mean, think back to when we, we first talked, it was just a little bit over a year ago. Right. And you were just trying to get things off the ground and now you are, really, truly a leader in the homeschool movement. Um, you're hosting these massive online events that are really great and full of experts and um, you've got national press coverage. So it's just fun to watch. This is why I do what I do. It's it's fun to see smart people who are doing good in the world, be able to get the message out and, and be successful. And particularly when it's a message as important as this one. And so um, I know you've got online events coming up periodically. So whenever someone listens to this, they're likely to be able to catch one. And I know you've got your book available. Where can people go to find out about both the book and the online events? Okay, well, uh, they could definitely go to my website, which is just my name, maryreasonbeck.com. And they can find future events um, my book is on there as well. They can also find my book, um, Take Charge of Your Child's Education on Amazon as well. You can purchase it there. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook. Um, I'm a public page. So um, basically a lot of my events and things like that I post on my page. So that's again, Mary Riesenbeck. And you just look me up on Facebook and I'm right there. Yeah, and we'll link all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and couldn't write it down or you're driving, just look in the show notes on your podcast player or on our website with this episode and everything will be linked there. So you can get a, a hold of Mary if you're thinking about homeschooling or if you're in homeschooling now and you need some help, um, definitely you want to get a hold of Mary. So Mary Riesenbeck, 
You're amazing. Thank you for being here and uh, sharing some of your wisdom with us. This has been a really great investment of time. Oh, thank you, Steve. I really do appreciate you having me on. And it's just been a wonderful experience. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.